This is the one where I go full Baghdad Bob. Shock and awe. All is well. You're listening to Can't Read, Can't Write. Welcome back, everyone, to another episode of Can't Read, Can't Write, the podcast that proves Spartans can talk. I'm Mike Jones, joined by the man who tasted the cinnamon, Kevin Grek, and the clown who couldn't, Alex Plum. I, I Am I missing a bit here? We yeah. have an inside joke that you're we got a joke. On. Sorry, buddy. Where's Don't worry. We'll tell joke? everybody all about it later on when we talk about what our best friend listener, Mike Jones, provides uh, for us as a dutiful sponsor to this wonderful program it's libation related Ooh. of which there is going to be much this plenty evening. plenty imbibed i wish <laughs> i could relate mike jones uh <laughs> gonna start doing can't put pressure on him like that gonna start doing put pressure on him like that all right <sighs> thank you everyone for listening uh if we could ask a small play- favor again this week Please share the pod with Spartans in your life. Again, please rate, review, and subscribe wherever you get a podcast. And of course, follow us on Twitter and Instagram at SpartanersquarePod. What are we going to talk about? Offseason. Nothing going on. Yeah, everyone, on. this would be a good episode to share because any Spartans in your life that are tuned in are desperate for information. <laughs> <laughs> and also yeah. ill. Mentally yeah. ill. So, we are struggling. Uh, they're... It occurs to me there might be a few people that download this episode that do not know what we're referring to. So let's talk oh, sure. about that on the green wall where football yeah. always leads. Our then first we'll, segment. We'll go off Grand River and then we'll take your Twitter questions. So Jonesy, yeah. green wall. Yeah, so let's head behind that green wall uh, and let's chat some some football. So uh, I, coming into today, uh, <laughs> I suspected that this would be a – relatively the, the thing where we um we pretend that we give a shit about the nfl i thought that's what this episode was going to be um and then we added a player and that was great too but then news came today that msu lost three players to the transfer portal or at least had three players enter their names into the transfer portal it is worth mm-hmm. remembering that to date Mel tucker has at least gotten three players to come back after putting their names in the transfer portal. Um, But those players are QB one of last two years, Peyton Thorne wide receiver one coming into this year, Keon Coleman and a defensive back, uh, Chuck Brantley uh, most notable for icing the game against Michigan uh, with an interception in the canine year. Um, So I think what I'd like to do is let's, talk through each of these players individually and why they might do it. Uh, what, what's there is for them. Why they might transfer. Uh, yeah. And then, uh, and then we can talk a little bit about uh, what this means for the team, like in a, how the team might look next year. And then we can, we can opine a bit on does this, or does this not say anything about the Mel Tucker era? So so Peyton Thorne first. Uh, we know we, exactly why Peyton Thorne left. He was tired of having his own burger at the Hobcat um, and decided to try out some of the other bars in East Lansing. Walked himself on into 
the tin can, sat down at a table, glanced at the wall, saw a little message there, and immediately took his phone out and started compiling the paperwork. Because, because as we all know, on the wall, at the old tin can, it says, it reads, what does it read, Pump? Noah Kim for Prez. (laughs) It just says, start Noah. <laughs> oh, is that what it says? I can't even remember what it wrote. You actually wrote. Start I, we'd, had, we'd had a few. We'd had a few drinks. It's fine. <laughs> I don't know. All I know is I want the kid elected president of the United States, much younger than Joe Biden. Probably not thirty-five yet. No, but he's got uh, the same type of sleeve that Joe Biden has. They oh, yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. and not not as much of the shuffle. I um I the thing you left off uh, in that in that little play by play, which I think is historically accurate. Um, was that he texted Gus Malzahn, I think, first uh, before he started assembling the paperwork, desperately you mean, trying you mean to get him. Hugh Freeze. Oh, where's Gus Malzahn? Is he at Mississippi? He's no. two coaches that- ago, bro. <laughs> oh, shit. Okay, well, whoever's at Auburn, little giggity, that guy <laughs> doesn't land as much when you have to be corrected because you're-, you're that far out of date. When you're done, look up Hugh Freeze. He's got oh, a lot no. that you would He's, like. You're gonna love to Hugh Freeze in the future. <laughs> <laughs> oh no! I was really hoping for eyebrows, but I'm not gonna get those here. Oh no! It's it eyebrows would be a fine thing to make fun of Hugh yeah, Freeze. About. Hugh Freeze would love it if his Wikipedia page was just like section eyebrows. <laughs> Are Hugh Freeze's eyebrows also too wide? That's not what it says. There's. There's a lot else in there. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, God. This is really bad. Yeah. No. Oh, no. What's wrong with these programs in the SEC? <laughs> it's different down there, bro. Oh, it's my different. God. It's the money. It's all about the money. So, let's let's in, enjoy the Wikipedia page. Let's let's cycle it back for a second. So Peyton Thorne obviously uh, did not have a great year last year at quarterback. Um, there was some some narrative about it being injury-related. Uh, Plum's joke, uh, albeit doesn't quite land the right way, but is correct that it does seem that Auburn may have been doing a little bit of sniff around Peyton Thorne in advance of the decision to hit, head to the transfer portal. Um, but either way, Peyton Thorne is – at minimum in a competition for his job and is an upperclassman. And if he were to lose it, he's losing a whole year of eligibility when he could start somewhere. Like he he is a starting quarterback caliber player. Um, And if he has aspirations of playing in the league, misguided they may be. uh, No, no. Now, Michael Jones, as you know, I've made this joke already once today, but he could be a perfectly serviceable quarterback in Saskatoon or in Halifax or something. <laughs> yeah, Halifax. Oh, Not Toronto. Or, or for the Lions, really. Um, no, we talked about this last week or the week before. I, I I think I was on record, I remain on record as having said that, in fact, uh, he is, uh, well, now we clearly know a garbage human, but a garbage quarterback um, you, I, we all know this. You take away Kenneth Walker from the mix. Uh, the kid isn't good. And the fact that, well, he's good. He's just not great. The fact that he played through injuries last season 
um, in a way that I think, you know, maybe his sort of like bootstrapped him, like thought he was bootstrapping his himself, his way up to, I don't know, greatness or that he would be a respected member uh, historically of this program. Mm-hmm. Um, none of that, none of that panned out. Uh, he couldn't get his feet right. Uh, he didn't know how to read the option. He, he was just not good, bad. And I don't think, I don't, I don't think that last season is a one-off for Peyton. I think last season told us the truth about what we should expect from him. This wasn't going to be a markedly better season for him. There wasn't a large enough upside in terms of growth, in my opinion. Therefore, I'm not sad to see him go. I just wish he had to ride the bench and lose that season of eligibility because of what he did to us last season. Just to be clear, start watching games from from Hopcat. Right. Yeah. If you were in church, you would say you're not mad. You wish him all the best. Yada, yada, yada. Yes. But But. here you can you can live in your your petty, vindictive self. And yeah, I don't. Let's not. Let's let's not. Let's let's just let's just let the gin (laughs) talk for a little bit. Michael, why can't we just let the gin talk? The fine no. liberator Jin. Yeah, we'll yeah. Let him be liberated from the starting lineup, but not liberated from the team, right? <laughs> Hold so That's what we want. That's it. No one listening to this podcast is probably going to be heartbroken over this one. We're going to save that heartbreak for the next one. Yeah. There was a now, I think, maybe more interesting in some ways article from the Only Colors a couple of weeks ago, making the argument that because Mel Tucker refuses to talk about injuries, it left Peyton Thorne holding the bag a little bit for the performance last season, if indeed he was injured, because this is relatively new information to us as a fan base that that as of like a sack in the first game last year, he was playing injured the entire time. So um, is there anything, do you guys think there's anything to that argument that Mel Tucker and his disinterest in talking about that subject then kind of hangs players out to dry as a result where they I mean, get the same level of expectations, mm. but they can't play to the same level. But so what's, but it, the alternative is that Mel Tucker does talk about the injury. And I guess beyond him just saying he's a little sore right now, like, What's he going to do? Disclose the injury? I guess it's true. You could like, I guess you would talk about injuries if you like had to sit him or something like that. I, yeah, I just, because then you've given, then you know teams are going to, uh, the, this, the reality is of football, like if, if they know a player is hurt in some capacity, they will make sure to inflict further pain. So right. you, you disclose that Peyton Thorne is hurt and maybe early in games, they sell out for sacks, you know, mm. in in hopes of knocking your 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 quarterback. Like, I mean, there there is a a very distinct reason that that coaches don't talk about injuries. Mm. Mark D'Antonio was less uh, cutesy in his level of coy, but wasn't exactly like full disclosure. Yeah, also not totally forthcoming. So I, I mean, I, it's it's a fair question and worth with worth pondering. But like, beyond Mel Tucker giving us, he's a little banged up right now. Like, you know, which maybe maybe that is enough to say that 
he's hurt. It's okay. Um, but then you then you have the whole other conversation of you know the times that Noah Kim did play, we saw success, and that added enough fuel to the fire. Like it's true. Yep. So now then you've you, you're heating up a controversy, and it, it's also you know I don't know how much it, there's nothing that's verifiable, but there's been a fair amount of of commentary by by folks who. I don't think are full of it that maybe maybe Peyton Thorne wasn't adored on the offense. Um, this leadership style didn't rub people the right way. Um, mm. So you're saying it kind of rubbed people off a little bit, or that's that's exactly what I'm saying. No, no, I it, think that actually, would make it more quite the opposite. The yeah, it's quite the opposite. That's right. Uh, I and we also talked about that maybe there was a conversation that 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 the staff owed Peyton Thorne that like, Hey, this might not be your job. What do you want to do? Well, uh, why can't we assume that that's the conversation that just got had recently? Oh, sure. Yeah. No, no, that's, that's a very fair and reasonable, um, point. And so I like, I don't think too many people are melting down. It's not normal when you're two year in a row starting quarterback leaves when you don't have a five-star talent behind them. So I'm, I'm giving Michigan the exception, right? Like, sure. But this isn't normal what happened. Um, no. Yeah. Also, it's a bit of a problem just looking forward. Noah Kim, just maybe simply by virtue of twice as much time in the program, is going to get the job, almost yeah. certainly. Almost certainly. And then Caden Hauser is almost certainly going to walk as a result. We think like, so. Possibly. A quarterback competition this time next year? is different from Noah Kim just taking the job right now. Hmm. That's fair. So this has downstream effects. So <laughs> we'll see yeah. how that goes. Um, Maybe I'm wrong. But I, it, it seems yeah. unfair to expect Kaden Hauser to compete against a dude that's been in the system twice as long. And it's, it's going to be really hard for Kaden Hauser to resist the urge to hit the portal when he's trying to take a starting job from a guy that will, ha- will be established. Like yeah. Noah Kim now has a Doesn't wide it? open path for three years that he just yeah. needs to not mess up. Hmm. Yeah. <clears throat> but <clears throat> in fairness, if Noah Kim ends up being capable of being a three-year starter. Then okay. do you get that upset truly about Kate Hauser? I mean, right. It's a Damien Terry type of thing like did everyone was really excited about terry dude took like i think one snap his entire msu career so yep and you know anyway. there's a another four star behind hauser coming in uh and there will be more like yep. so it, ultimately you have to you have to select the qb that's best for the program and you know uh it is what it is so Let's go, though, to uh, QB weapons and talk about Keon Coleman, who uh, put his name in the portal first. Uh, it sounds like before. Or no, I'm sorry. It was, it was intending to put his name in the portal. Uh, Peyton Thorne. Uh, sort of Whose intentions away. were known publicly first, although not technically in the portal first. Yes. Um, 
So uh, Keon's already been connected to a number of programs. Uh, it does sound like maybe uh, there was some friction between Keon and Peyton Thorne. Uh, and so the changeover at the quarterback position may in fact, Keon, uh, impact Keon's decision. But, you know, the word is, is that it's been year after year after year that, that schools have tried to take Keon from Michigan State and that um, the pitch this year was, do you really want to play in that offense again and have it impact your draft stock? Whether that's true or not, you can see that pitch. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And in fact, this came out last week. Jeremy Bernard made comments to the Washington, uh, you know, 24-7 site or something like that uh, along the lines of the appeal to me coming out to Washington was not some promise of playtime. It was this offense was much more appealing to me to play in than the yeah. offense than I that I was going to be in anyway. So all the people that wondered aloud why Jeremy Bernard went to go be fourth fiddle for for Washington when he would have been second chair uh, here, that was the answer to that question. And um, I mean, yeah. Who can blame him? I, yeah, I mean... I mean, this is this is part of the deal, and this is the thing with all this, the NL, NIL money and everything else. Uh, this is the full commodification of college sports. I mean, we can get into the histrionics or the philosophy. We can be level-headed, or I can really lean into the liberator. But um, you have a guy like Keon Coleman, and I know, Mike, you have a particular uh, – uh, retrospective remedy that would have uh, potentially resolved this dilemma, but you've got a guy that I don't know if they are if they're doing all the things I would expect them to do. Like obviously, we we'll never know what a player's making or you know what their numbers are. I don't know what you know. God forbid they're making big money, but I'm sure they are. You're I'm talking, sure they're making. You're talking nil money. Nil money, yes, nil money. In the South, I think they just get paid in drugs and sluts i don't know but or, here i or yeah. alabama and guns <laughs> gun yeah gun, just basketball team that's all they get um so but yeah and i am on it it's got to be bags you know and it god only knows what the other perks are in addition to the schooling in addition to the fact that they're just you know uh, so yeah should we talk about nil real quick because i think you have to whenever it comes up in circles people that are in the know those that are paid to cover the program often will just give a MSU punches at or above its weight. Take our word for it. Wink, wink, nod, nod. Mm. But there is, as far as I'm aware, on three tries to kind of like guess, but as far as I'm aware, we, we truly don't know. Like presumably Spartan dog for life is involved in this somehow presumably is that the school sanctioned that's the school sanctioned nil collective right no, no we have cool. no school sanctioned nil collectives that's part of the problem that's part of the problem so we can talk about so, that in a second but oh, I, like we but we as a fan base like we really don't know how msu performs relative to other schools other programs NIL. yeah yeah 
No, um, I mean, yeah, it people who know have you know certainly indicated that there's not a shortage of money. Um, and so then there's a shortage, there's a shortage of something. If it's not money, it's strategy or well, it's know how it, or it's something. I so I don't look. Is it possible there's somewhere else that's going to pay Keon? Like, here's what I say I, I can feel confident in saying is that someone may offer Keon Coleman money that's more than what he's mm-hmm. getting at Michigan State. Mm-hmm. Keon Coleman was not making bad money at Michigan State. Okay. He, he was making money that would make all of us a little envious. So it <laughs> like it. And so, you know, it look, people leave jobs all the time. And if, sure. if you're someone of his caliber, this is a job, right? This is the job you're taking to get oh, your yeah. next job. So yep. um, it is disappointing because that, that's not the connection that we all have to the school. That's um, how you said it. That's right. Yes, but that's ex- I excellent. Wanna, said. I I do want to spend a second on uh on collectives because almost every other school in the Big Ten has endorsed one or more collectives as the appropriate venue for fans to give their money to. Mm-hmm. And while we know that Michigan State has built great relationships with massive mega donors. What it hasn't done for folks like us, not that I, I'm, I don't know that I'd be ever giving money to a collective, but it hasn't pointed the fan base and said, please give your money here. Here, You all yep. ought to be able to look yourselves in the mirror and say, hey, I can't really get mad because I either did or did not participate in a collective. Like it is what it is. Send your, send your resources here. Every other school, for the most part, has done that. Michigan's done that. And they were slow on collectives. So, you know, that's a... So back to the strategy. It's a hole. Um, Also, it would be a hole, Michael Jones. You just did the thing that I said was a little irksome of people in the know just being like... We don't know. Take our word for it. That they get taken care of. When you say that Keon Coleman is getting paid in a way that would make us all a little envious, like, yeah, g- give me give his me, money. Yeah, yeah, tell me, like, give me a range. Like, what yeah. are you, what are you saying here? Yeah, Do you millions? have insider information? Is he getting a million dollars a year, Michael? Five million dollars a year is wow. exactly. Fuck right. you. Fuck you. <laughs> You're I a mean, piece of shit. Look, I the. I don't have there there when it comes to something like that, you it ought to be something that you can report on. And if you can't report on it, if you're a real journalist, then you, you you know, if you don't have multiple sources, then you don't report on it. Um, If it's given to you off the record, you don't report on it. So sure. It's given on background. Like you can't you can't report directly on it. Right. So. Right. But we need what you're saying is we need a deep throat. That's what I'm hearing you say. I think there are more. I'm going to start going from parking garage to parking garage in East Lansing. Yep. Just waiting for this information to show up. We need a real Mark Felt on the case. That's what we need. Well, you have proof points, though. Like, you can look at what happened with Tyson Walker as a proof point for there is compensation to be had at Michigan State. 
Like, sure. I mean, I don't think it's crazy to to suggest that there's money to be had here. It's probably wildly different for football than basketball, though, where there's mm-hmm. a much smaller pool of dudes you have to keep happy versus the sure. 85 on scholarship in football. Um, so not all of whom are relevant until they are relevant because you get decimated by injuries. But <laughs> all of them are moving mortgages forward through yeah. <laughs> United Wholesale Mortgage. And an army of mortgage uh, profiteers. Yeah, so, so Keon may be back. Maybe not. Yeah. Is this concerning, though? So we all want Keon Coleman on the team. This is the one that's concerning of the three. This is the one that we all want back. Um, let me ask you this. Is it concerning for the program in the long term? Because if Tucker does indeed keep his recruiting momentum and in the future, more four stars and five stars show up, is the program going to be able to hold on to them in the long run? Not just they underperform for one or two years, so they hit the portal, but they perform the way that they're expected to perform. And then other teams start knocking on the door. LSU right. knocks on the door. Oklahoma knocks on the door. Well, and, but so, so, okay. So there's two responses to that. I mean, the yeah. first is, the first is, okay, then that's the new reality. So then we have to be in the same driver's seat. So then we have to have a strategic response, which means we're not only playing defense, which is to try to keep guys, which clearly hasn't right. worked for Keon, if true, but offense, you've got to be out there banging on doors. And this is the second part of the response, which is, and I don't know if this is the case, but this seems to be, because you see all these articles, and this isn't just a Tom Izzo thing, but you see them written about Tom Izzo. Izzo doesn't cheat. The basketball program doesn't cheat. And I'm not saying that we cheat, but there's something that comes when you never cheat. This program is built on not just a legacy of sportsmanship and quote unquote doing the right thing, but it becomes self-fulfilling. And I wonder how what is true about the basketball program isn't also true about the general broader sense of, of athletics, where uh, we don't, we don't, we don't dirty our hands in that. Now no. that's yeah, we don't really want to get involved. And if that's true, that's a much bigger issue because this is the new reality. We can't look at this simply as cheating. Or Now, I'm going to do the take my word for it. Oh, and good. Say, this football staff is not above tampering with other teams' rosters. It It's not. Um, so okay. if that part, at least, yeah. is if- willing to... To fight. Are you pointing to a fight. certain running back? I, I, you know what? I can't. I, I'm gonna a cousin who Greg has a family member on the team. Cousin Greg. <laughs> cousin Greg. I, I did, I did my job. I'll never tell. You know, that's my, right. that's my cousin Greg impression for the moment. But so to back to your your question, Greg, of I, the, I think it's a bit. The scenario you're imagining is that we continue to recruit four and five stars. Thus, we you would agree, at least in terms of stars, upping the talent profile of the roster, right? Yeah. So it sounds like if you if you believe the things that are being reported that the staff has held off overtures over the years for Keon Coleman by 
continue to get him money, other things, right, to keep him in place. But the real pitch this year was your draft stock plus dollars. Mm-hmm. You'd hope in the scenario where we've accumulated that mass of talent, that MSU at that point in time is providing ample of a stage for folks to make it at the next level um, in a in a high-level draft position. You'd well, they just put Reed in the second round to the Green Bay Packers, and he did not have a particularly great year. And is it entirely the staff that that should be taking credit for that? No. But should you be able to sell that? Absolutely. Yeah. Yep. If we can put a broken reed in the second round to the Packers, imagine what we can do for you, Keon. And it we don't know that it hasn't worked until he goes somewhere else. The 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 door is open still. But yeah, like, if word on the street is true that he that uh, like other players didn't care for Peyton Thorne, that could have been part of this too, right? Like, I mean, I, decisions like this are complicated and nuanced. I'm I'm sure of it. That it's not it it's not that simple. And Keon Coleman it strikes me as a lot of things, but someone who he doesn't strike me as someone who's extremely selfish. Maybe thinks very yeah. highly of himself, but he doesn't strike me as someone who is <coughs> so selfish that it's like, I, I don't care that. But he ultimately is doing this for professional reasons. And so. Well, yeah, let's let's what I don't know what that means. I, I don't know what that means. There isn't I don't I don't know that there is a value to be had here. I mean, clearly this idea that you like and I think you said it earlier and I want to go back to this because this really resonated with me. The reason now why college athletes come to your school is not why I went to my school. It's not why you went to your school. And it's not why 99.9% of the people listening today right now (laughs) went to our school. And it it is to a degree, Alex, a number of athletes choose the school that they're going to go to because of the coach, just like a number of students choose the school they're going to go to because of a given program. Okay. Something like that. And so I guess scholarships maybe get you into the school. So the difference is that program right. doesn't just disappear overnight. Sure. Um, whereas the coach can jump disappear. to another program or yeah. get fired or whatever. But continue your train of thought. Well, I I, I guess this idea that, that your, your point, Mike, was that it's something to do with selfishness. I, I just wanted... I don't think any of them, and none of them have the have the luxury of being devilishly selfish. Like either they're going to go because they can get a better offer somewhere, or they're going to stay and work their asses off until that better offer comes. Whether it comes from another team in the NCAA or it comes from the pros, that's it. I mean, those are the two options. And when that better option comes, there's no such thing as loyalty. And I, I don't think that's self. I mean, it is selfish, but it's. It's like you said earlier. I mean, it's just your. This is a job. This is the. This is the lie to the idea that they're student athletes. So I just. I don't no, know. No, I, maybe, so maybe I, it's I, the same maybe, thing. No, and, and I think what I was getting at is that the idea that um, it, I think in a, in a in a team sport, a team dynamic, right? Like there are, are there are complicated, deeply personal relationships that make it slightly different than a a truly job job, right? 
imagine it instead of a employer in which you had deep, meaningful relationships with several of your coworkers, that mm-hmm. it becomes a bit more challenging to leave that place, even if you do have a better offer. It may change the dollar amount that needs to be given to you for you to leave that place. Like, okay, <laughs> at some point, I may be able to find a job that that pays some, you know, some sum more than I'm making now. But I, I love my job. I love my employer. Right? Like, so you're talking like hard- Keon Coleman money, you know, <laughs> somewhere yeah. else. Um. So, so uh, that's that's what I mean to say is that. It, uh, you you've seen players before that you are unsurprised by some of the decisions that they make. Keon Coleman doesn't strike me as that kind of individual. That is like, I, I it, that's just my two cents. The other thing that I, I don't want to move on from Keon without saying is that um, I think all of this is solved. If we had just let Keon play fucking basketball, because there. that was that's unequivocally, the, that's the answer. His deal breaker about coming to yep. a school was being able to play basketball and they fucked him. And he might have actually played this year, too. So. <coughs> but no. that's the other question, though. That is the other question, though. And not knowing Ken Coleman, I don't know how to answer this question. But would he have just expected more than was going to be reasonable? I mean, and or maybe he would have earned it. I don't know. Maybe he could have earned it. Maybe that's the whole point. Maybe that's the whole point. Couch does regularly say that uh, if he thinks that if Keon had his druthers, he'd just play basketball but he knows that his, his career is in football. But the sport he truly Money. loves is basketball. Mm-hmm. Um, wow. But he's, you know, he's not big enough. Uh, anyway, the, um, the other person we got to talk, talk about is Chuck Brantley. Cornerback uh, mm-hmm. um, who had some, has had some big moments in MSU history, yeah. lore, if you will. Um, but uh, the stats have gone around online it's not been a fantastic performance overall from Chuck Brantley. <laughs> and uh, he also um, is undersized um, for, for the role. And it's always been true. Big hitter for his size, but always undersized. It, everything for, with Chuck Brantley was always for his size, um, which at a, you know, top tier university, you don't necessarily want that to be your tagline. Um, and this strikes me as a situation where it's probably a belief that the grass is greener on the other side, but it sounds like his reps have maybe disappeared to some of the four-star DBs and high three-stars that came in for the last yeah. year or so. But this this is, you know, this is depth we would have liked to have had. So it's a bummer with Chuck. Um, this is, though, sort of one of those, like, ho-hum regular transfer portal type of situations right like this one doesn't have the same chutzpah of the of the presumed starting quarterback and presumed um most talented individual player at least on the offensive side of the ball so uh the normal platitudes apply thank you chuck for your service best of luck to you um but i don't I don't think we have to kind of dwell on this. Um, I do have a question for you, Plum. What do you think about what this means? This is a question that's been kind of going around Twitter circles, and it's one that I've already been kind of thinking about myself. What do you think this does for people that are college football fans because they choose to watch what is definitely an inferior product, like the NFL, the NBA, 
those are more skilled players. There's no doubt about that. But fans choose to watch these teams anyway. What do you think this type of attrition and this type of it's not even free agency. Like this is beyond free agency, right? Free agency only happens once every, at the end of a contract cycle in the professional leagues, this is going to happen every year with every single player. What do you think this does to interest in college football potentially in the long run? Well, I think there's, I think the immediate response among the reactionary set, uh, yours, uh, chairman elect of said group, uh, truly I is, there have to be limits on this because it will, it, it, I, I, in some way it risks objectifying the players further. Um, that we're now talking about trading in talent. We're trading in positions. We're not looking at the players as individuals of inherent worth or value They're, You know, what, what, what good is it to come to their, to their aid, to, to their, to defend them, to root for them, to encourage them when you can just say, Oh God, terrible, Terrible three games, hit the portal, asshole. Let's next guy up. Like, and why isn't that the case for, uh, at some level, offensive uh, coaching, defensive coaching, the head coach? So I, I don't know. I mean, I think there is a, there's a certain, could be a certain deleterious effect. I, I, I am loath to jump on the, um, you know, uh, whatever the, what's the phrase I'm looking for? The ramp, the wet ramp. What am I talking about? Slippery slope. Slippery slope. God, that would not come. The wet ramp. ramp. I literally could visualize it. The wet. So no one go to Urban Dictionary and put in wet ramp. Like just don't. Just do not kill me. But yes, I I don't want to play the slippery slope game where it's like, oh, this is just going to ruin college sports. It's very much not, but it is going to very much change the dynamic completely and. I don't know in the best of ways. This can't continue though. I mean, there are going to have to be some limits on. Can you put the genie back in the bottle? Like, honestly, can you? I don't know. It's out now. The genie is out. Yeah. I, I don't, I don't know that there's going back on it. And I, and I, I'm wary of, of overt paternalism because there are uh, a, a great number of things that we enable 18-year-olds to do and the idea that they shouldn't be able to select which school they attend and play athletics there is is a bit silly. Um, yeah. And I, I, well, and I, not I every I, year, I, though. Well, but that's that you get the one one time and then after that you have to sit out a year. Like, yeah. All right. So... You know, I don't disagree, though, yeah. with with Tom Izzo in that that this probably isn't for the best for them. Mm-mm. But th- right. but that also doesn't mean that. Again, I'm I'm wary of paternalism. Like it's that's not my job. They should be able to make big kid decisions. Um, it makes me really wish. One of the things I like about the G League, sorry to interrupt you, Jonesy, is like there is an alternative now you don't really have to play college hoops. It's true. Like, I think that, I don't know why everyone decided to just blame college hoops for the one and done rule when that was an NBA rule. College just held the bag for the NBA owners on that. On that one. Yep. A generation. And I, I've said that on the podcast before. I still don't understand why 
the NCAA let that happen. But maybe if there was a G League, you know, equivalent in college football, the NCAA could start restructuring things a little bit or if the NCAA is not going to exist in 10 years, you know, whatever the power five conferences come up with or the five years. There's there's a, there's a solution here and it's a CBA. Like, you know, I I know that they are loath to recognize the employment relationship, but Mm -hmm. I don't know how else you describe a situation where there are performance expectations of individuals that result in revenue to an institution and how that's not employment, but here we are. Um, And so a CBA fixes this like uh, substantially. And for those who don't know, a CBA is a collective bargaining agreement. It it, it, it introduces an employment relationship, allow... We've talked about this before, and usually it's just general like summer fodder, but like there is an end game here where this is a semi pro team that wears green and white but is basically unaffiliated from MSU. Does it seem like we're we're heading more and more in that direction? Where the the thing to remember in all of that though is that. I, I think when we have those conversations, the way we view it is through the the s- tiny lens of the number of players who can even asp- truly aspire to play pro football. Mm-hmm. But the reality is, is that the bulk of these rosters are comprised of people who won't make it in the NFL. Mm-hmm. So it like, sure, yeah, we are describing a semi-professional situation. But, it's already a semi-professional. Yeah, and and so, Very much. so for the for the bulk of these rosters, though the 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 uh, the marriage between the academics and the academic opportunity and sport can't go away because for the bulk of them that matters. You know there are there are dudes who just I know they signed as undrafted free agents, but like didn't really have meaningful aspirations of likely making a, a long-term NFL career, right? Like, yeah, I, I wish great things for Xavier Henderson, but no one picked him as a pro, right? We know that. We know that this is true. The guys don't know that this is true. Peyton well, Thorne thinks it's not true. Sure. But so I, when you, I guess I'm, what I'm pushing back though on is, is sort of what I think you described as what feels a bit dystopian to me. And the idea that like, eh, it's not really associated with really yeah. associated with Michigan state. And, and I'm pushing back on that and saying, I don't know that that's actually ever possible because if you're going to fill out this roster, there aren't enough dudes who, for, for whom the academic component of this is not somehow meaningful. Like that, that mm-hmm. will be important for people and is important for people. So I hope that that's true. I wonder if it's not naive, though. I'm yeah happy to be happy to live in bliss for a little because bit because I think we're gonna see with what's happening with the transfer portal is a ton of dudes fall through the cracks. So many dudes end up falling through the cracks and just end up not being on teams. 
and not well, be and, on scholarship. But this this kind of but this goes back to to reinforce my point is that all of those guys ended up with a worse academic situation yep. as a result of the decision that they made. It is a net negative for I, I, like I would argue set sports aside for just a second and I'm I'm asking this for listeners too like pretend you don't care about the winning and losing for a second and recognize these people as human beings who want better things in their lives that that for for those individuals they made a bad decision that yeah. that that cost right. them an education that was or at least cost them a paid for education it set them back potentially financially like there's there's a massive recourse here for for those people who fall through the cracks and for that reason is why I kind of go back to the CBA and and the idea that the the ex- the bargain for exchange and limiting mobility is some level of compensation some level of employment benefits right like and yeah that does that move us more towards the professional sphere that you're you're imagining yes but is it also a net positive from an educational standpoint i would argue also, yeah. yes so we talk about this sometimes about how the NFL and the NBA have exceptions to antitrust laws. The NCAA does not. Oh, but they right. hired a new president the, who's lobbying hard. They're for trying. One. Is that going to be part of the argument then? I mean, and it, the end. It's it, also the NCAA, a little bit of a paternalistic argument, though. Oh no, that's Plum and I kind of got into a bit of a. I don't want to call it heated, but a bit of a back and forth on. Um, just call it heated. Yeah, what's very that? heated. I was. I was all. What is that? Truly, what is that? Uh, Charlie Milk Toast. What's his last name? The former governor of Massachusetts. Charlie. Who's Chris? the new? Head? No, no, no. Uh, new head of the NCAA. This jersey. No, that is Baker. Uh, Baker. Charlie Baker. Yes, Charlie Baker. Char- Charlie Baker. Um, the. He he leveled a ton of paternalistic arguments in favor of 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 these things. So they they will do truly anything to glom on their modicum of, of, of power that they 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 have. But let's this is a this we're having a giant off Grand River conversation. I want to bring it back for a second, take us back to the team, and ask two questions. Or I want to I want Michael's point to right, one. but only because he's losing the argument. <laughs> what was it from my yes. right? Yes, that's it. Uh, that's it. So it all my, seem... my all-time favorite can't read, can't write quote, I think. Uh, so it does seem, based upon the tweets of a number of players, that members of the team were caught off guard by some of these tweets. Most! <laughs> Most! Um, so I, I want to I posit something for you guys and, and see how you feel about it. Because... It, I think there's this impression that maybe this speaks to a cultural problem at Michigan state. Mm. Um, I would, I would argue the reaction from a great number of these players actually suggests quite the opposite that, that there is a uh, camaraderie, a belief that, that we're all in this together in the trenches. And that when people desert like this, that if you are publicly, (laughs) publicly disappointed, I think that actually speaks to strong culture. I agree. Um, I okay. agree with that. Statement. I like that. Like that framing. Agree. So I, I just I, I know we're going to talk about uh, some some bigger things, but I, I thought that was worth calling out that it. I I was mildly heartened by some of those reactions. I agree. I, when when 
large portions of the football team just seem to be caught off guard by this entirely. I, I had the exact same thought of like, okay, well, I mean, Good. those guys. Yeah. It, it's like when you, you know, like any of us, like at work or at school, when someone all of a sudden is like, boom, I'm out. And you kind of go like, what? I'm committed to this. What's going on? That they seem to be having that that same feeling. And it was heartening to me. I agree. Uh, no, I, I think we should uh, just, I think the rest of the podcast should be us reading the players' tweets. Uh, I, I'll start. Darius Snow, relax. Aaron Brule, everybody relax with a stay tuned, which <laughs> that invites some speculation. You uh, also so- said earlier, the fuck. which is like you can't have it both ways brule you can't have it both ways derek i I think derek Harmon had one that was like caught there there were a number of them that was uh, and um so and it, it reminds me of what eli collins talked about i know eli has transferred out and is now at oklahoma state but that he talked about how he are, this is the that Eli talked about Eli talked about you were the chosen one Eli you were going to be the only scholarship athlete that's ever to, been on camera to Reed grace Camp, right? this podcast we I, had a deal I, Eli Collins you son I of a gun I have the I have the Twitter direct or it we was have Instagram. receipts I have, the, I have the Instagram message receipts to provide to provide you were the chosen one, Eli. It was literally the week he was supposed to be on that he <laughs> announced he was leaving. Heartbreaker. Anyway, continue. It's anyway, out there that, now. <laughs> just that Eli always talked about he 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 felt like he that he was never not given a chance. I know that's a double negative, but that um that he he felt seen and evaluated fairly, and so it, it is um some of these little reminders about culture important, but we still have Jay Johnson. We still have Scotty Hazleton. We still have Ross fucking L's. So let's talk about fucking damn it. What this, this means um, for next season specifically. And, and I will start. Oh my God. We're at 50 some minutes and we're just having this conversation. (laughs) Yeah. We're in trouble. Yeah. This is (laughs) sorry, everybody. So there are parts of this that we can speed up anyway. Yeah. Continue. Here's the thing. I, if Peyton Thorne was in a true quarterback one competition, then I think we can all agree that if, even if there's a drop off from Peyton, maybe the ceiling's higher, the floor's lower or whatever, but that it's close and that you won't see a meaningful difference. The, um, the loss of Chuck Brantley, reportedly, dude was losing reps. You want the depth, but reportedly losing losing reps. Keon Coleman is still a bummer to lose if we end up losing him, but there seems to be some talent in that room. It looks like the staff, not looks like, the staff has had wide receivers on campus in the transfer portal. <coughs> so now they it seems one. likely that they're going to be adding there anyway, and that room has some talent in it. So I just... I'm with Brule and Snow on the relax. Like, I don't know that this takes us from 
whatever people thought we were going to win to substantially less than that. Yeah, if you thought if you think that now that this is a two win team, it's because you thought it was a four win team before. Like, yeah. yes, the floor didn't fall out that bad. The floor actually, talent wise on this on this roster is still improving. It's it's moving That's, up. I think, and I think people need to remember that because, right, like, we couldn't run the ball last year. Like, if we couldn't run the ball, we weren't going to be able to throw the ball. So, Keon Coleman didn't matter, right? Like, Mm -hmm. if if we can't get to the quarterback, all of our DBs are going to be picked up all day long. So, if the defensive line isn't better, it doesn't matter who you have in the backfield. Like, no, and I think, I, yeah, absolutely right. And I, I think to your, to the point anyway, if, uh, if Keon comes back, it's because he absolutely knew he wasn't going to be getting the ball from Peyton Thorne. Peyton Thorne couldn't throw the ball to him. Um, so, yeah. He passed no, open no Keon Coleman wide open multiple times last year. Many, many times. For a contested Jay Reed catch or not. <clears throat> this is maybe a net minus one win, maybe two. Um, especially when you consider Smith coming in is from, from Cincinnati, you know, that, that I know you're going to try and transition, but there's a world in which Noah Kim may be a plus. Wow. For sure. sure? All right. Yeah. So let's do this last thing. So Amori Smith, uh, uh, Amorian, Amorian Smith, safety from Cincinnati. Greg, what do you got on him? Uh, he's a safety from Cincinnati. He had okay. Uh, I man, this began so long ago. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, really I have knows. a tab open somewhere of don't worry. his it's, recruiting profile. It doesn't matter. It, it's a Cincinnati, Akron, Ball State, Bowling Green, Buffalo. This is Mac. He was a Mac, a Mac Macker. Macery he's from Macery. the state. It's it's a net negative. If you line them up across from yeah. Jay Reed, it's a net negative. It's a net negative. But it doesn't matter because guess who else was net negative until he wasn't? He came from Wake Forest. And that's all anyone ever needs to know. Hope springs I, eternal. I really thought that you were you're doing a limerick out of this. Oh, why didn't I? Fuck. <laughs> There once was a man from Wake Forest. <laughs> so tell you what, I'm going to cover the NFL draft. You okay. come up with a Kenneth Walker Wake Forest limerick in the Damn meantime. It. And the people will stay with us because mm-hmm. the, the limerick will pay all of this off. Okay. Um, so usually this episode would have been all about the NFL draft and how spectacular it is that Reed goes to Green Bay in the second. Uh, and then Bryce Barringer, the Rex Spectacles himself, Gets picked up by New England in the sixth. A punter in the sixth. And Ray then I. no one saw it and coming. Amir Speed, Speed also, also goes Amir to New Speed England. Also goes goes to New England. Um, uh, but so, I think the real hero here, if we can agree, is Jacob Slade, undrafted free agent, going to the Cardinals and getting two hundred k in guaranteed money. That maybe better guaranteed money than a sixth round pick. Is it better guaranteed money than Keon Coleman? Yeah, probably not. I'm trying to get this out of you now that you, now that you seem to know this information. Uh, 
But so other people, Van Sumeren to the Eagles, undrafted free agent, Henderson to the Commanders as an undrafted free agent, Kendall Brooks to the Cardinals, undrafted free agent, and the surprise of all surprises. The number one overall pick. From whatever weekend league he was playing in, Jared Horst <laughs> has somehow personal fouled his way into the Miami Dolphins facility. You piece of shit. I thought... I thought that tweet uh, from someone in Miami fandom of being like, this level of violence doesn't just happen. Like, you, you can't coach this level of asshole, I believe, is what he said. <laughs> you have to be. Like, like, bro. An asshole. <laughs> I would, uh, truly, like, did no research before clicking send. Um, pulled a couple clips. But <laughs> probably was right. Flagged. The the gut was right. The yeah. gut was right. Uh, all right. Quick news. Uh, basketball related. No one saw this coming. AJ Hogard entered his name into the draft. Um, I think this is good for AJ. I'm yeah. not worried about retaining AJ. eligibility. Can come back. Yeah. I think AJ absolutely has the body and potential to make it in the league. Like. He should go get evaluated. I'm sure what he's told is what we all know to be true. Shoot better. But like, yeah. I think it's good. <laughs> very good. I, if I only Tom good. would tell him to do that. Yeah. Um, uh, speaking of, of things being better, improve the podcast, Plum. Ah. Raise us all up. <laughs> Sorry. There was a dark horse. From Wake Forest, whose skills made Ann Arbor the sorest. From nowhere he came to the NFL without shame, and his name shall be chanted and chorused. <laughs> Very good. Yeah. No, that's solid. I like I like that. Chorus. Yeah. Chorused. Chorused. <laughs> Listen, I'm not talking about Jet GBT. Um, <laughs> yeah. Ever. I can Plum give it information, right? No, you can't continue training it. You're 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 it's downstream. Been, it's all training. done. Yeah, it's already been trained. I, we need to issue a correction to them. Um. So, all right. Uh, do you do you all want to plug your your beverage? Yeah. Yeah. So, Plum, explain to the people the the opening of this podcast. Explain it to them. So this evening, morning, afternoon, whatever time you're listening, uh, when we began today, there was uh, a reference to the taste of cinnamon. We are drinking this evening as a gift of listener Mike Jones, the preeminent Mike Jones uh, associated with Can't Read, Can't Write, a uh, specific gin called Liberator Gin. It is made by the Valentine Distillery of Ferndale. Uh, liberal, I'm uh, sorry, Liberator Gin. Well, they have their plain Liberator Gin. We're we're drinking the Liberator Barrel Aged Gin, which is an old Tom Gin run through American oak barrels for two yeah. years. Uh, so it's got a nice deep dark color on it. And my good friend and associate Kevin G. Wreck, who, uh, who? who correctly correctly identified the touches of cinnamon. The notes of cinnamon on the Valentine, which I did not identify, <laughs> and after <laughs> and after slurring Kevin's good name for really too long, it turns out it, I did. It went look this on up. for 
for like 10 minutes. Quite a the while. The insults, the hurling. Quite a while. Quite I described it as as maybe a little bit of the uh, of the fireball of gin, um, and I was informed that I was incorrect at first, but then turns out I, I someone's on sullied palate can yeah. pick that up. Can Who knew? pick it up? Just 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 upsetting. Though I will say, between the two of us, Kevin has always appreciated brown liquors more, and I can only hope to rival him one day. That's what I wanted to call out is that gin, you think clear, this mm-hmm. one's got a nice little brown hue to it. And I, listeners, we have recommended some of these before. Yes. You introduced me, Plum. How are you drinking this gin right now? Straight up. Well, yeah. on ice, on ice. But, but who drinks gin on ice? Like, Dude, uh, and you're right. I poured some as well. Fantastic, fantastic to to drink this gin. In fact, once we move on, I'm yeah. going to take a timeout and I'm going to give myself a little top up. Of the I'm going to just leave. I'm going to take it into the bedroom and I'm you guys can fuck right all the way off. I'm being cut. Yeah. Right yes, yes, yes. I hate you both. I hate listener Mike Jones. Yeah, I'll get started on another limerick about Mike Jones and his I, uh, But Yes, the I, the Liberator Old Tom Gin, it is available anywhere in the state, I imagine. Go to stores, pick one up. Oh, just go. Yeah. Just buy it. Just go and buy it. Just st- pull your car over. Jump out of it while it's moving at any any place to buy it. I'm going to have to find see if I can find this here, actually. So, uh, All right. Do we want to move off Grand River for a minute? So really quick, the only thing to talk about off Grand River, I think, is the uh, you know Matt Ishbia's uh, making moves down in Phoenix with the Suns, and one of them is with his TV deal. He's moving away from the regional kind of cable model, the Bally Fitness, the the Fox Sports Detroit, however you want to call it, type model, towards being more available on broadcast television and then of course streaming on the NBA uh, all access app. And that means that he's going to make less money up front, maybe substantially less money, but it will very much widen uh, the availability of, uh, of all of the households that will be available to watch the Suns. And I've been advocating for this. I think this is, I think we can, as a podcast, criticize Ishbi on a few things if if we wanted to. But I think this is a great move. I think the belly fitness model is like mortgaging the brand is like mm, sucking the also, life essence out of the brand. Aren't they bankrupt? Yeah, it doesn't even work. So it, I think that this is fantastic. More people are going to watch games. More people are going to buy merch. You're going to build the next generation of Suns fans around the area, around Phoenix. And like I've said a number of times before, I can't watch a Wings game most of the time, like even if I wanted to. And now this will make those those games more widely available throughout the state. I I think it's a great move. I think it's short-sighted to limit who can watch these games locally um in order to make just a little bit more money well i also you know it, it, it's different because we you know growing up we were a little bit captivated to the channels that were available mm-hmm. but um it reminds me of you know two teams that were always available the cubs were always available and the braves were always available 
because mm. the Cubs were on WGN and the Braves yep. were on TBS. And so you grew a fan base beyond just your regionality too, because you had a whole yep. generation of people who were able to grow up with them. So I think this is super smart from the perspective of this is a way every time a team comes and, and plays your team, like anyone in the country can now watch this and you are grabbing kids at an impressionable age from a fandom perspective. And, and so I think uh, it's a particularly savvy move. Plum, did you, did you, do you remember being able to watch those games? Like, oh yeah, very about? much. No, 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 very much. And I think, I mean, as much as I was interested in those games at that age, right. <laughs> but yeah, no, no, they were on and my dad had them on. I mean, that was, that was part of the thing. So this national network thing I think is smart. And I think the fact that there was a recognition early on that, yeah, it was probably going to result in, some lost revenue in the short term, but for more, um, I don't know, uh, mutability with the subject to have the means of production under your control is smarter in the long term. And I think the media market's going to continue to shift. So, uh, Medishby is a, a savant in some ways in this space. And I'm sure this, this move will be proven, right? I mean, I, I, I do think it, it's spoken like a person who has wealth to spare, but probably isn't, I think successful businesses have, have been able to point to this routinely that the money will come. Like you, you do something quality for your customers and, and the, the money will come. And, and it was a it, yeah, decision it, that fans. This is Schumperian or Schumpeterian creative destruction. Um, uh, and sometimes you have to destroy your own little part of the economy. And I think that's completely fine. So. All right, let's uh, let's do these Twitter questions. And first up is Ev Marie, uh, who asks, "What's happening to the football program? Is it time to panic?" Take this one, Baghdad Bob. Uh, 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 fuck. <laughs> Holding a book over my neck in case the uh, the building comes down. <laughs> Everything is fine. Uh, <laughs> I. I, I think I don't think there's reason to panic. I, I, I really today was a weird day. Um, you don't love to see it. This happens to other teams. But like, I, I think Greg pointed to the thing that we should all really keep our eye on is do you think the floor of the program is raising? And if so, then do not panic, because this wasn't the year we expected to make the college football playoffs. Like, that's not what this year is about. It's about seeing growth. So. Um, and, but the, the real panic is if shit sucks again and there isn't a massive staff change, cause we are locked in on Mel Tucker for, I don't know how much longer, a while better see some heads roll. Um, yep. but hopefully things get better. I'm still up. I'm up on the team. Like genuinely, like they're good young players. We got good young players. So um, and I, I also would say as it relates to the record, does everyone remember 2012? How like we, that's the, the movie. That's the film, uh, where no stop where the stop. world cracks in half. That's the, right. the year that we didn't lose a game by, except for one by more than a touchdown. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know what the record will be next year, but you'll know if we're competitive always. And that's what we should focus on. So, um, next up is Mike Jones. How do we spin this into a positive? Thank you. 
Uh, we saw Thorne's ceiling. He was an above-average QB without a running game. Kim's arm and rumored speed make him feel like the ceiling is higher. Just not sure who he's going to throw to. Would you? I'm surprised that Mike Jones characterized him as an above-average QB. I would say would, that we saw a perfectly average QB, kind of like. Would you throughout. describe him as average? I. I think at his best, he was an average QB. And at his worst, he was definitely not elevating the team. That's for sure. Yeah, he Again, it's hard to... It's hard to... One can never evaluate a quarterback outside of their receiving talent. I, I mean, you can. There are some ways to do that. But at the end of the day... So I think when he had receiving talent that was working well, they would compensate for him. Uh, at his best, he was above average, but barely. Middlingly above was, average? When he was Kenneth Walker, he appeared to be capable of above average. This is the problem. Two seasons ago, we were bamboozled. Bamboo. What are you drinking today? Asked and answered. It's April 30th at 1226 p.m., writes listener Mike Jones, and it feels like the 2023 football season is over with. Why can't we have nice things? I'm going to I'm going to continue to push back on this. I don't think that this moves the needle substantially for 2023. Everyone wanted Thorn out. Not everyone, but a lot of people wanted Thorn out. I think we were of the opinion that. If it's not better than Thorn, then shit, fuck, we're screwed. Uh, But this is fine. I'm fine. It's okay. I, Keon Coleman's a hit. Keon Coleman, however, you, and maybe he comes back. Like you pointed out, Jonesy, it's happened before, but it seems very unlikely. Uh, Keon Coleman's a hit, however he, however you want yep. to. Yep, 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 All right. yep, yep, yep. Spartan 18770, why are we freaking out question? Um, we all want to know a Kim to be the starter anyways, and we still have a deep receiving core. Man, you effing Nancy's. Uh, PG 13 did on Spartan 18770. I'm sorry, I'm not that into the Liberator Gin as it turns out. Plum has been wanting uh, uh, Noah Kim since before it was fashionable, way before it was fashionable. Uh, that was the god, that was a tough, it was the Minnesota game we lost. Yes, it was when we lost to Minnesota at home. That's when I just lost to Minnesota at home, blown out the ass in the first 10 minutes. Like what is going on? Minnesota team kill this person, and in fact, he has been killed from the team. Ha 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 ha! Angry me, (laughs) aggrieved, aggrieved at last. So yes, you're absolutely right. Spartine eighteen seven seven zero. Yes, and next up, is it time to wonder if Mel is up to the task? I'll answer that question. Absolutely. But not now. The time to wonder whether Mel was up to the task was all of last season. Were you here? Um, This certainly isn't building confidence, but I think um, I'm going to rescind some of my earlier off the, before we hit record on this episode, I was really losing around the culture, but I appreciated Mike, I don't know which one of you answered in this way around, I think it was you Jones, the culture piece that this actually speaks well about the culture because you didn't, they didn't know it was coming. I'm going to lean hard into that and hope that I don't know. Absent Ross getting struck by lightning. 
uh, sometime this summer on a golf course. Wow. We better see mid season firings for some of the personnel in the program. Um, for me to have any kind of comp, com, concrete if, if things don't turn around, if things don't turn around, which how could they with these coaches, but okay, I can do drugs like the best of them. Um, let's just see. Let's, let's just see, but no, it's absolutely well past time to be wondering if Mel is up to the task and this isn't helping. We should get an, an F tuck and find out for ourselves. Ah, that's it. Yeah. That's, uh, that's it. yeah, we should, we should revisit that actually. Uh, we need to check this out. <laughs> We really do need to check the site because listeners, we have a proposition for you. If in fact, uh, certain things are still promised. Uh, Next up, Spartan 18770 uh, to Peyton and Keon. Can I buy your game worn Jersey now? Uh, Confirm listener Alan Howler. Can you make that happen? Is there going to be a player's chest uh, like this week? (laughs) Fire sale (laughs) for those two guys. (laughs) Uh, next up from Leave It to Sparty, do you think if the Lions had a chance, they would have taken Witherspoon, Gonzalez, or Lewis? Seems like they were victims of a case Levis. of getting their guys take what? Levis. Levis oh, Lewis. sorry. Yeah. Uh, at, leave It to Sparty. That was a little bit of a foreshadow of how we're going to answer this question. Well, Plum um, might have an answer. Seems like they were victims of a case of getting their guys taken out from underneath them at times this draft. I have some bad news for you. Yeah, I don't I don't know. I mean, this is classic Lions, but I, I will also say, based on what I've seen on my Twitter feed, a lot of Detroit folks are actually very excited by the draft picks that they've gotten. So uh but yeah, probably I don't know. I don't have a yeah, leave it. Uh, appreciate the question, but literally none of us follow the Lions in any discernible way. Like I I keep an eye on the win loss tally that's about i've been it. excited for you all because you all are excited uh and it does seem like you have a gm who isn't a, a buffoon i will mm-hmm. say that um yep. in fact you have reasons to be optimistic i think but like and a coach that'll not your kneecaps which <laughs> i i like i'm about that I, i'm honestly into dan campbell <laughs> i like him a lot yeah no no and he's I, I i yeah i yeah. i like them both but like we don't we just don't I, I truly we, think that Dan Campbell is like what this program needed uh, in certain ways. Like they, anyway, ne- they needed a character, but yeah, we, we just don't, yeah. we don't care. We don't follow. We, uh, and it's, um, and I think actually plum, we, we were kind of talking about this beforehand, right? Like that yes. what's happening now is a bit of a reflection of some of the, like I've always been bothered. Like, I don't know how anyone's really a pro sports fan. Like, Truly, what is your tie to that place? Um, and maybe it's because I've moved around a bit, but like, uh, I just especially don't get because it. the owners just suck the life force out of the towns mm-hmm. that they're rep- that they're representing. So, Wait, isn't they, District Detroit or whatever it's called? Isn't it thriving right now? Oh yeah, the other side of the the freeway down there, Plum. Right? You know the yeah. Illich is oh, it's really just took great. Care of no, you guys they did. Yeah, line. they really did. They've done everything they wanted. There's tax breaks. Tax breaks really helped. They really mm-hmm. helped all of the people and the schools and the senior citizens and all the retirees who gave up their pensions. So it's it's good. Everything's good. Everything's really everything's yeah. really really good. No, the Illiches are saints. <laughs> Next up on that note, Kirk Wisniewski. I hope we said that right. Sure, we didn't. Wisniewski, I think. I don't care, and I said it how I said it, and that's new. How is it new? That's new how we'll it from now. 
from new on. All right. What part of, <laughs> this is good. What part of quote, make your mouth like a donut and suck at Michigan fans end quote. Do you clowns not understand? <laughs> I don't understand the question. Michigan Adam. fans, were, <laughs> Michigan fans so were having a bit of a day. Uh, really trying to needle in any like uh i can't believe you all paid him 95 million uh blah 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 like i've done a really good job of catering my media intake because i saw none of that you're not following don Don thomas somewhere i saw lots of just meltdown it it felt like just meltdown yeah i don't know yeah, it felt like right. those videos of people escaping their homes from wildfires and yeah. there's just like fire everywhere. That's what my Twitter feed what looked like today when I refreshed it. You, it, There's like, there's videos of people like in California or whatever, like es- narrowly escaping the wildfires um, and they're harrowing in the films. Listen, okay. Man, for, really there. has lots of options. Oh, God. <laughs> God help us. Next up for Michael Jones. But, I, but the important thing is I didn't see any of this U of M stuff, and I'm really proud of myself for it. Continue. Yeah, you should be. You should be really happy about that. Uh, Michael Jones, will Thorne end up at Eastern like Imani? Uh, it sounds like there is an appetite for Peyton Thorne in the SEC. So, And this is where I will say... That generally, and I'm going to go back on what I said earlier, the sort of like, there's no such thing as selfish. These guys are making career decisions about advancing their own interests to get to the next step in their career so they can make the kind of dollars they want for their goals. If he chooses to play at Auburn, he will go to hell when he dies. That is un, <laughs> just unarguable. Uh, I have spent more time today reading about <laughs> Hugh Freeze. <laughs> Which is, let's be very clear, a nom de guerre of some kind. He very much is not born with the with the U.S. name of Hugh Freeze. That's impossible. But that person, holy shit! You can't. The Wikipedia it reads like a. It reads it reads like a like a Robert Ludlum novel. I mean, it just is. Bad, not good, and page-turning. Oh, horrible. Truly zero ethical standards. And yes. you can't escape the fact that he is also a self-avowed born-again born again. practicing yes. evangelical Christian, proving in, fact, proving in fact that Nietzsche was right. God in the South is very much dead. And so <laughs> we can quite be sure... That's what Nietzsche said. That's what he said. Yeah, he Got hated Alabama. Hated uh, Alabama with a passion. I I, I know we are, uh, generally speaking, the rule is don't tweet at players, but I do feel like we should propose a Charmin, Peyton Thorne, NIL situation if, in fact, he does move to Auburn. Um, yeah. Because it feels like he ran scared. It yeah. It does feel like he yeah. ran scared. But anyway, yep. uh, moving on. Uh, Kurt says, I hate everything about Don Thomas and Scott Bell discuss. Uh, I feel Scott bad Bell, for I Don. Know. Who's Don Thomas? I don't know who Don Thomas is. He's friends uh, with he's... everybody. I'm surprised you don't know him. Yeah, he's special. He's got uh, some specials. But wait, you know Scott? 
not personally, you know but I'm oh, aware oh, of okay. the media okay. personality, mm-hmm. Scott Bell. Yeah, no, uh, I think it's fair to say that, that Scott Bell is a piece of shit. So, and story. Someone yeah, I, I think that's, I think that is fair to say. Yeah. Um, all right, next up, uh, Elon Bloom. Will Reed be more than a special teams player in Green Bay? I fucking hope not. Good God, we're in real trouble if he is. Speaking as a Lions fan here. Oh, I was like, wait, what? Yeah. Uh, I Look, I'll say this, everyone. Lions fans, you need to root for Jay uh, Reed to uh, be successful. You need to root for that to be the case. MSU needs high-profile players in the NFL. So yep. suck it up, Buttercup. All right. We'll, we'll, and the words of Kurt Wisniewski, I will make my mouth like a donut and suck it. <laughs> yes, I will. Yes, I will. Next up from uh, Elon Bloom, will Amir Speed make the roster in New England? No. Uh, no. No. I mean, I didn't expect him to get picked up. So yeah, so this, he's already doing better than we thought. Why they drafted him in the first place? Uh, you know, actually, I take that back. You, I believe, at those late rounds, you can get them cheaper than you can get an undrafted free agent. So oh. it might make sense why you would pick somebody like him up. Are guys going to start declining their 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 drafts? Like, I don't think you have to put your name in. Yeah. So unless one of these other leagues picks up where you can go play there and then get picked up that way um but anyway uh next uh from elin bloom how long until behringer is the best punter in the league uh, already right now yeah, yeah i was today. gonna say is he at work today because <laughs> jesus punts mm, so good all right next up uh thomas zambiasi is it bad if i'd consider going six and six to be successful for the long-term health of the football program no, that's perfect. That's great. In fact, that's what we deserve. We don't deserve better than that. Not no, absolutely. That's that's good, Thomas. Don't feel bad about that. I don't know what his angle here is, but I think we established last week before all of this happened mm-hmm. that was a likely outcome. Oh, so. very much so. Yeah. Yep. But if Noah Kim throws for six wins, oh my God, I'm going to love that. Especially when he's just throwing to himself and then he's running downfield and catching his own. I hear he's very fast. Oh, passes. Um, That's what the sleeve is for. It's magic. He can throw it with one hand and then he can catch it with the other. Speed sleeve. The sleeve starts to like glow. Go, go gadget arm. Yeah. Never forget, folks. Noah Kim, 41 and three as a starter. Uh, Yeah. All right. Uh, Greg and Plum, best spot in some in the summer in Michigan. Ooh, peanut barrel patio. Whoa! No, it's somewhere on a boat or on. It's dock. somewhere on a boat. It might be Torch Lake. I mean, objectively, Torch Lake is just beautiful. Yeah, uh, there's a lot of lakes. There's a lot, lot of lakes. Docks. Yeah, there's a, a lot, lot of a lot, lot of spots. You. There's not just one place. Uh, no, you could that's be true. on the Lake Michigan shore. We'll just say, why don't we just lake. say up north? Why don't we just say up north? Up north is the best spot in the summer. You could be on a, a, you could be on a rooftop bar somewhere. Hey, it might be Charlevoix. It might hey. be. Uh, that's it. 
Badaski. He could be, be in Badosky. Gaylord, probably. Is there a rooftop bar in Gaylord? I, there has to be. I don't know, man. I don't know. There might not be. Yeah, there may not be. All right, last up from the Zombias. Uh, for you, Kevin Gregg, everyone mm-hmm. discusses where up north starts, but where's the line between the east and west sides of the Lower Peninsula? I think I live on it. I think I am the demarcation line. I think Lansing and west is the west side of the state. Lansing east is the east side of the state. Oh, that's what he means. I disagree. Oh, okay. No, I think that might be right, actually. The West Side State is a whole cultural thing. Yeah, but it starts west for sure. It's west of Lansing. Because, like... And yeah. Jackson actually just the 127. It's 127. Yeah. yeah, it makes perfect you sense. You wouldn't describe Jackson as being either east or west. Northwest. It's really the true version of Mid Michigan, though they consider Flint Mid Michigan too, which doesn't make any sense. No, Flint is east side, and then you've got something like a Portland, Michigan, which is just a oh. little bit west of. But Lansing. it's west. But and it's, it's culturally west. West Michigan, for yes, sure. It is. It's got yes. West Michigan uh-huh. vibes. Yep. Both good and bad. Mostly and, bad. And, uh, oh, well, but at the same time, we could we could make an argument for like, uh, what's it called? Where the, uh, where the. Uh, you're thinking of Dansville and you're thinking that's an east side town. And I can't necessarily dispute you. Dansville is not that different than Williamston, though I hope if Nick Shaw is listening, he's offended. Um, I was I, I was going to go with Howell. Is maybe Howell, West Michigan? In no, ways? no, no, no. Howell's very much east. Yeah, very much east because it has all of the Livingston County racism in it. So you don't want to forget that. <laughs> I was trying to take racism and give it to West Michigan, but I think maybe I mean, racism. It's, is it's, it's a statewide. I mean, like, yeah, it's such a real problem. It's a Have real you problem. Been to all right, Tecumseh. Yeah, outside of Adrian. Yes, 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 yes. But that's that's distinctively Southern Michigan. And really, Wyandotte is also Southern Michigan. I mean, I could go on, but we're going to start to disparage our own listeners, and we don't need to do that any more than we already have. If you're listening to this, you don't count. That's we're true. Just speaking in generalities. <laughs> so Except for those of you that do count. That, yeah, that, and you know who you are. Greg, seen you on the 4chan boards. Uh, all right. Uh, what's next here? Um, Tyrone Couch. So how about that Lions draft? Reminds me of the Panthers. Complete bollocks. Uh, Let's just Tyrone, take this opportunity to talk great. about bollocks. <laughs> bollocks. I, I, I'm disappointed in Tyrone because he had a real opportunity here. And he took it. He used the word bollocks. <laughs> no, nah, I'm, I'm disappointed that uh, um, there wasn't more horse slander as it relates to the If, if you were going to ask a draft question... Mm. It should have been horse related. Mm. Tyrone was that pause to look forward to see if he had mentioned horse somewhere else in his other. Well, questions? I saw Is that what you were doing. Uh, I saw personal fouls. I saw personal fouls and offensive tackle on a Panthers jersey, um, but I don't see. Uh, anyway, not important. Next All up, right. Tyrone Next Couch. Up. You read it, Greg. You got this. Platypus is a mammal, but lays eggs. It also has no nipples and just sweats out milk for its young. <laughs> the milk gets trapped in its fat rolls for the babies to drink, much like I will be drinking. 
asking personal fouls <laughs> out of an OT Panthers jersey this year. F that guy. Now you know. No. <laughs> oh my God. My question is though, is Tyrone Couch a Panthers fan before this? I hope so. I hope this has really ruined your weekend. Plum, do you want to do this rant of the week? Yeah, this sounds great. Rant of the week. Funerals and small towns. The church by my small town school is hosting what looks like homeschool prom and Soldier Boy is echoing out the doors <laughs> at 8.45 p.m. Soldier Boy played in Jonesboro. Something more impressive than that vaginal air OT we shan't name ever did there. <laughs> Vaginal air. That's good. Just say, just say it. You know why? <laughs> why? Why not? When you lose, you lose all of the subtlety. No, because all it's of such the a, art, the beauty, all of the wistful art <laughs> that can be found next. in vaginal air. Correct. I think this next one is for you to read. Oh, okay. From John Hubbard, lawn talk, <laughs> lawn talk. I missed lawn talk last week. <laughs> so, fellas, how's the grass growing? Pulled any monster weeds yet? Or do you spray? Tell me, is it a weed whacker trimmer or do you say weed whip like a loon? It's, it's not as good as not as good as bollocks, but loon also. Yeah, loon is pretty good, but it's weed whip. 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 Weed whip. Weed whip. Paul, uh, Jonesy, this is for you. Yeah, this is only for you. Uh, it's so it, it, we're getting like three inches of rain this week. Um, so I won't be, there's no lawn talk to be had. Um, I can continue to rant about the grass seed that was laid by my tree guy and how it looks like, uh, it belongs on I the just neon picture, uniforms. Yeah, okay. I just picture Jonesy like looking out the window for long periods of time as the rain just kind of comes down the pane. And then Danny, his wife is just behind him and just like, Michael come to bed. And he, he's like, he just grunts and (laughs) continues to stare outside. And then he goes to another window to check on this sod, apparently that's there. And then he, he goes back again and then, and then he just, there's, just one tear that comes down and we can't tell we can't tell is it is it just like the rain kind of like glancing through the window and casting a shadow on his face or is it actual tear we we don't know and that's how i picture mike jones this week i was gonna offer up something embarrassing but you went on a little too long no! No, 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 this was better. Please no, no, his no. was better. The truth is never as good as these oh. rich, rich you. fallacies. You'll have to get oh. it off. You'll no! have to get it off recording. Next up, Mamopoly. <laughs> no! And also, uh, I call it weed whacker, but now that I'm realizing it, that is a poor name for it. It is a trimmer or edger. Um, well, it depends on how you're using it. If you're out using it in the brush, it really is whacking the hell out of those things. And Sure. If my lawn is to be believed, well. Oh, joining the lawn talk. Uh, next weed, up, I'm up. Weed whip it is. Uh, first, because I'm not no. doing your bullshit, my mom. Oh, I love when you do the bits. Lean into them. Primo. 
We're like at a shitty Italian restaurant. This is good. <laughs> Welcome to Olive Garden with Mamapoli. Primo, <laughs> why doesn't the dropping of the pod and the notification on Twitter coincide each week? Because I have a fucking job. <laughs> Next up. <laughs> Some of us work for a living, Mamapoli. We can't all be making Keon Coleman money, apparently. <laughs> I'm not letting that go, Mike Jones. I'm not letting yeah, I love that Mamopoly has, uh, has notifications set up for when we tweet. Uh, next up, Secundo. Uh, also, Mamopoly, for whatever it's worth, when uh, this is, this maybe no one will find this interesting, but just because we click publish and like it publishes, it takes a solid hour. Two, 30 minutes. It rolls out, yeah. For it to hit Apple. So like, they don't coincide. Anyone's guess. Anyone's guess. Uh, it still Segundo. operates off of an RSS feed for those tech idiots out there that are interested. <laughs> um, that is how it actually still works. That's how podcasts still operate. Huh. The only functionality of RSS feeds uh, to date. Uh, Secundo, uh, wh- who was asleep at the proverbial wheel and didn't tweet out notice of this? Jesus Christ, my mom believe. These are just really personal attacks on you, Mike Jones. And I got to tell you, if this was the Twitter competition, number one for me, you come in and you personally attack Mike Jones, you get number one votes from me. That's how the system works. I'm priming the pump on this one. Get ready for next month. She asked the same question twice. Yeah, but they were both in a way that really appealed to me, which is why. I would and she used and she used some Italian, and that makes it different, doesn't it? <laughs> it, does, it does. I'm going to guess on this one, Terzo. Uh, if Alex Plum is not affiliated with Can't Read, Can't Write, oh, then what sake. is Alex Plum affiliated with? Uh, oh wow! Bang. And then she includes an image. This is this is offensive, Susan. You really fucked me on this one. You fucked me like a dog. The gays. Uh, <laughs> unbelievable. Yeah, and I don't know if it's because I'm gay. Is that what it is, Susan? Like, <laughs> God. No, no, Susan is aligned with Chat GPT. They're both out to get me for reasons I inexplicable and nefarious. <laughs> I'm gonna ask Jason to get the calendar, which I'll be sleeping with on my head tonight, because I can't go on like this. This is unfair to me. To keep the AI out of your brain? I'm yeah, to keep the, the, a, the AI right out of my brain. Is that a Faraday cage for, cage for your brain? I'm, I'm like, <laughs> what? Also, it seems like your problem is that there's not enough AI getting into your brain. You need to be- I like, don't know how AI works. Wait, is this confirmation that Alex Plum, despite all his protestations, is not vaxxed because he doesn't have the chat GPT chip <laughs> inside of him? Yes, that's exactly right. That's exactly right. All right. I, I knew that I knew what Fauci was up to from the beginning. I uh, are we going to cover that at some point that Fauci's going to be here next week? Yeah, he's going to be on campus. I think he's staying with you guys, isn't he? Yeah, Correct? he's in our extra room. Yeah, our our bonus room, as we yeah. call it. Sleepy I was going to come and ask. I was going to come that weekend too and make him sleep in the pullout as soon as I get there. So we'll <laughs> Just, see if. Fauci's uh, yeah. on night just, one, Friday night. Friday just, night, he gets the guest room, and then you you big time him, and he's yeah. got to take the pull he's out. He's got to take the pull out, yeah. <laughs> Except that he didn't even get the pull out couch. You just laugh maniacally I as he s- takes his things and goes somewhere else. And by the by, listeners, that is the last time 
<laughs> I don't get a hotel room. Uh, next up Aww. is Mr. Neurotic Pants. Uh, do the horrid shit flies of U of M have any weaknesses? Seriously, if you were an MSU coach, how would you prepare for them? Oh, so we're oh, talking U of M football. football. It said football. You, you, yeah. yeah. Uh, sure, they have weaknesses. Look at their idiot fucking coach. Yeah. That's a giant weakness. Um, yeah. Uh, they barely won a bunch of games last year. I, I, they do look like they're on a bit of a heater right now, but it like they have shown us before. They will find ways to mess it up. Maybe they found it. Maybe, maybe they figured it out, but the body of work suggests that they haven't. And they also won't. let's not forget that when they faced elite competition, they got house. They got pantsed. I mean, I guess they, like, Ohio's, but Yes. Well, still, they they got they got embarrassed. So, well, if Ohio, Ohio State, State had needs to embarrass itself, it would have been in the national championship game. Yeah, also, no, Ohio State true. needs to figure itself out. Uh, like, and that's and it's it is fair to say that this is until proven otherwise at this point in time that this is U of M's league. Like, because Ryan Day's Ohio State has not seemed able or willing to compete with what Jim Harbaugh has built, but I'm not worried about U of M winning a natty anytime soon. Whereas Ohio state, you would be right to assume is in that conversation, right? Like, does that make sense? What I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. Yep. Um, uh, next up from Mr. Okay. Neurotic pants, Jonesy, can you please stop DMing me those kind of pictures? Uh, I've seen your AI pictures, Raymond. I take that as consent. So I am happy to hear that you're no longer interested. Next up, Upper Deck Jerk Guy. Uh, doesn't it just piss you off when birds choose to walk around instead of fly? I Quail? So we had, ye- yesterday, we had two ducks in the yard, and they were just Ooh. walking around. They're just walking around and quacking, and then they'd come up against a fence, and they'd be like, what do we do? And I was like, Bro, fly over the fence. You have flight. And they would like kind of walk back around and then they'd like do the other thing. And then eventually they did fly over. And it was like, why didn't you fly over that 10 minutes ago? Upper deck jerk guy, and I've never said this before in my life, is right. (laughs) He's right. right. Next up from the upper deck jerk guy, uh, Sunday Saplum. What's the weirdest body part you have you have pierced? <laughs> oh, it's gotta be uh, it's gotta be my um, my uvula, my uvula. I have my uvula pierced. Of course. Yep. Of right course. In the back there of the throat. Yep, that helps. Stud that helps piercing. The, that helps with with the podcasting, right? But I will say, uh, well. Go ahead. Well, you probably don't get the tickle. Like I, I right. have a cough right now because I yeah. have uh, some allergies, and and so there's just a little scratch from the inflammation. Don't just, just stab it. Just stab it, and there can be no scratch. That's what I've always said. Well, it certainly uh, weights it down, right? So it can't, mm, it can't mm-hmm. tickle back. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, the tickling back is really, really, frankly, just a terrible image to have said out loud. Um, uh, but a friend of mine from high school had the nape of her neck pierced until her body rejected it and pushed it right Just, out. It fell out at one point. It didn't fully fall, but like the skin continued to like 
die as it just pushed itself out. You know, we yeah. uh, we know someone or knew someone rather in college who has a stranger piercing than that. So true. We did. We do know. I don't know if it's still pierced. We sh- I should text him. Oh, Mike. Robbie. <laughs> oh, yeah, they did it together. He did. Yeah, that's so weird. All right. Anyway. <laughs> Good for us. Should <laughs> we be saying their full names on the podcast? <laughs> Greg, people do we have, have all a, the information we, they need to do track the, them down? One of those people is very active on LinkedIn, so we should. Yeah, probably, you better. We better. Yeah, let's make a note of that one. Can, can we, if I hadn't said make, his last name, I'm like, gonna. I'm gonna Mike, bomb the last names. I'm, okay. Don't say it again. Oh, that sorry. I thought I didn't know what you were gonna do. I thought you. This was all gone. I thought we scrubbed I'll, it. No, I'm gonna bomb the last names because our listeners right. are gonna hate that more than anything. That's true. Uh, okay. Wow. Upper deck jerk guy. I hope you're proud of yourself. Finally, uh, what's the best vacation you've ever taken? Ooh, Probably two years ago that. when I went to East Lansing and I had a room that I got to sleep in. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Can you imagine a whole room all to yourself that you get to keep the whole time that you're there? How much does the graduate cost? Uh, during the summer, it's very, very. Oh, I bet uh, it's basically affordable. free. Yeah, yeah, sixty nine ninety nine. Might as well be a motel. Uh, Plum, this I, is a Nepal opportunity. Yeah, you know, I mean, I've had a lot of good coffee Nepal. They've always elite. been like, yeah, elite, elite, four star coffee. Um, I, I, so many of my travels weren't vacation. They were work and they were international. So it kind of felt like vacation, but it wasn't. I think the best vacation vacation I ever took was like a few years ago when I did the um, trip out West. I did the sleep in the Jeep and had the rooftop tent and went with my, my good friend, Emily. And we went out to the West coast and had a great trip. I think that's probably my number one vacation. Greg, I assume for you, it was your honeymoon. Of course. Of course. Of course. Plum, what are you doing for the honeymoon? Have you guys talked about it? Yeah, we're going to Southeast Asia. Three weeks. Thailand, Cambodia, Vietnam. Damn, dude. So three weeks. How are you going to pod? Uh, Belas uh, Vietnam. Don't worry. I'm not affiliated with this pod, so I don't even know why I'm here today. You should talk to Belas. Belas did Vietnam. Oh, Belas. Hit me up, bro. Hanoi. Want some suggestions? Yes. How long bay? Yay or nay? Well, that rhymed. have this conversation offline. Anyway. Uh, that's it. You want to take us out, Jonesy? I do. Uh, so I think we all got to a. Do you want to talk about weird piercings on your way out? (laughs) Get weird piercings involved in this, and last names, and just like LinkedIn profiles. Just Lee, just read out the URLs all the way. (laughs) Fuck it, go green. Go wide. The program's over. Go white. (laughs) 